Do you want to align with God's vibes, adapt to a spirit-led lifestyle, and live out of the fullness of God's plans and purposes for your life? This podcast is for you. The good news I have for you is that your time is now. It's time to transform self-sabotage into self-mastery and revolutionize your world. If you're ready to go beyond the ordinary and break out into the extraordinary life God designed for you, you're in the right place. In the God's Vibes podcast, you will find the freedom and permission to stop chasing success the world's way and simply be who God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. My name is Juliana Page, and my mission is to lead you on the ultimate adventure, aligning and tracking with God so you can radically transform your life from the inside out and build spirit-driven success. Using life coaching and biblical and prophetic teaching, I'll show you what it means to dwell in the good land God ordained for your life and train you to be a powerful person who is a walking testimony of what's possible with God. Subscribe to God's Vibes for spirit-filled real talk, hard-hitting truth with a humorous touch that will help you discover who you are in God, dare to press through your seeming limitations, and chart a divine path that will renew your dreams and transform your future. It's time to experience true freedom through courage, faith, and self-mastery. I dare you to step out in faith and courageously dive into the purposeful life of trusting God for the impossible. Let's go. What is good, everybody? Happy Tune In Tuesday. How is it another week already? OMG! There have been some happenings since we last connected. I hosted a purpose planning masterclass last Thursday over in Courage Co. And it was, in a word, amazing. That's what everyone kept saying. And the good news I have for you, if you did not know about this or... If you weren't able to join us live, I gave everyone in Courage Co. a surprise and actually shared the replay. So the replay is available for free in Courage Co. You can go to courageco.org. You will need to do www.courageco.org and you can find it over in there. If you have trouble finding it, you can also message us and we'll make sure that you get the link. But that was so, so good. It's one of the best things that you can involve yourself or engage yourself with right now. I personally believe you don't want to just kind of coast your way into 2023. You want to be able to hit the ground running. You want to be able to be hearing the voice of the Lord for what the vision and purpose is for this next season of your life. You want to have clarity around that. You want to have a strong sense of purpose. (laughs) You need to be firmly rooted in your identity. You need to get habits going now, right? It's not just, oh, I'm just going to wait till the new year. I'm just going to wait. Don't start that way, right? Start now and have the momentum already for when you hit the ground running in 2023. So this is not actually your average 
vision workshop, if you will, we spent a lot of time talking about purpose and what it is and how you actually can't fulfill your purpose if you don't know who you are. I really do a lot of identity work in the coaching that I do with people because this is something that somehow we make very complex and confusing and rightly so. It is really strangely hard (laughs) just to be secure in who you are in the world and it's something that I've had the greatest attacks on in my own life so I've had to really grow through a lot of pain and overcome quite a bit and so this is actually an area that I'm quite strong in in my life and where I can offer a ton of value so we talk a lot about identity we also talk about purpose but I make it practical that's probably what can benefit you most folks on the call really loved I shared the vision board that I created and they had never seen this before. Apparently it's not really a thing. Nobody shares this. So it's something that I do with clients for sure. It's something that I've been doing for years, but it's a way to really make the vision not only plain, but make it alive and active for you every day. It's something that you see every day. So I showed them how I created an image of everything that is on my vision, right? And I put it on my computer background. I put it on my phone background. I showed them a screenshot of a calendar, like a sample calendar that I've laid out in the past so that they could see, like I literally block out all of these things that I flesh out. I write the vision. I make it plain with God. I pray with God. I ask God for his his will and his purposes to be done. And then once that's clear and I know that, I, I literally put this on my schedule every week. What are the top three things that I'm going to knock out and accomplish? And how am I going to um, map these out on the calendar? And then when it gets to the calendar, I might not feel like it, right? But because that's where it is, I'm going to show up and I'm going to get it done. I'm just going to knock it out, right? So it's really, really powerful. You can do, you know, in days what takes people weeks and years, <laughs> You can do in months what takes people decades. It's wild when you start living your life very different. And the beauty of this is it's simple and it's practical. It actually doesn't require a whole lot of extra effort. You save a heck of a lot of time, energy, and emotion. So if you have not (laughs) heard about this purpose planning masterclass. You're going to want to go watch it. You can get plugged in www.courageco.org. It is a free community. There are also different levels in Courage Co. as well, depending where you're at in your personal development, spiritual growth journeys, your just your inner work, really, depending on where you are in those journeys. You can be in the free community where we have prayer calls, we have challenges, um, sometimes surprise masterclasses like I just did. Then there actually is the Courage Co. masterclass, and this is a monthly subscription, and it is wild how how little you invest in all of the value that you get. Let me just put it that way. I have monthly interviews with people that you get for for the subscription. You also get master classes every month and you get all of the recordings and all of the replays. So you get a ton of value for very little investment. Then the greatest investment Really the highest value, if you really want to show up and go big in your life, is the God's Vibes Mastermind. This mastermind is something I am so proud of. It is definitely a download straight from God. It is a compilation of all of the five books that I've written, lots of valuable content, so you can really align and track with God in every single area of your life. There is weekly coaching with me. 
at a rate that you're not going to find anywhere else. You get access to all of the course content. There's actually four modules, but this is over 165 or this is, I'm not sorry, not 165. This is over 65 videos. So it's definitely over um, <laughs> over that many hours for sure. There's bonuses and trainings. You get the entire workbook that you can download and work through. You get the God's Vibes Matter devotional for free. You get the declaration card deck for free and so many other bonuses. So that for sure is something that you're going to want to be a part of. It's actually open enrollment right now. So you can enroll and do the pre-work. You've got a lot of pre-work content and the bonuses are available as well if you register today and enroll today. So the beauty of that is you can do all of that work leading up to when we actually start which is at the top of the new year. So crazy to even think about. We're actually going to start on January 9th. It's a Monday, January 9th. And our first call will be January 12th. So if you are not plugged in there, if you are not currently working with a coach, I implore you to invest in yourself and to do it with God. and to get your booty in this program. And I look forward for sure to seeing you on the inside and how God is going to work. When we pray and we make the way for God to show up, it is insane what happens. It's truly supernatural and miraculous, and he gets all the glory. So without further ado, I also want to talk about some major things that happened in my life as well. So we had that huge masterclass since we last connected. And today I officially ended an eight year journey. This is a work relationship and it just came full circle today, which is wild. But I really wanted to turn that into valuable lessons that I could offer up to you. Because as you can imagine, in eight years, there is so much that God can do so much that God can do. Eight, actually, when I looked it up and when I've studied on eight and really was leaning into God on this, eight actually means completion. It means new beginnings. It means prosperity. It means, let me see where this was. I made a couple of notes on this. Yeah, it's the symbol of creation and new beginnings. It's balance, regeneration, new life, resurrection. So some really beautiful newness, renewal, separation. (laughs) So as I was really leaning in to the number eight, because I just love God so much. And I just love how God is in the details, right? And there's so much meaning as you start exploring mysteries with God and these things that maybe seem insignificant. God just brings so many different perspectives and wisdom and revelation. So eight, even as a number of closure in a sense that, you know, it's time to separate from this place. It's time to fully launch into this new beginning. It's time to, you know, experience a a different quality of life and you're ready now, right? Like if you had any doubt in your mind, eight has been significant, maybe any other year, Did it make sense? It would have been premature, it would have been immature, (laughs) right? It would have been not right, but now the time is right and I, the Lord, shall make it happen. And really and truly, he did very much facilitate 
all of the evolution of this ending and opening of a new beginning. And it was truly beautiful. I mean, I'm sure it's been bittersweet, but there's also when you're walking with God, what I have found is, is he prepares you in advance. He truly does. And so I made a post about this yesterday and it was about, are you stormproof? Are you stormproof? And I know that this sounds weird, interesting, right? But when you think about storms coming, there's certain things that you do, especially if you live in certain areas that are usually hit with some pretty big storms, right? Like there's things that you do in Florida that you do differently in Ohio. (laughs) There's things that you do in the Caribbean that you do differently than when you live in Tennessee. There's just things that you do differently because of the weather patterns and storms that can happen in those areas. Now, I actually am in Texas, strangely enough, and we got hit with a huge winter storm, right? In this area, that doesn't happen. So it was very bizarre. I actually have Ohio roots, right? So I knew what to do, but I didn't have the tools to get it done. That was a very, very weird experience, right? So like you get hit with a ton of ice and then snow and then ice, and then you have no power, no water for over a week. And you can't drive anywhere. (laughs) In my case, my car was stuck in the garage too, so I really couldn't go anywhere, right? But I didn't, you know, I had to get creative, like put snow in a a pot and put that, you know, in the toilet to make the toilet flush, right? You, You can figure out stuff, right? But I didn't have my tools. I didn't have like shovels. We didn't have, um, salt for the driveways. We didn't have any of that stuff. So it was just really, really interesting. But are you stormproof, right? Just even for the weather of your area of your life, are you stormproof? So I just want to offer this as an analogy before we even get into the topic today. But is your life stormproof, right? Are the relationships that you're building, are they stormproof? Like, are these your people? Can these people weather some storms with you? Can they go through some hard stuff with you? Are you building relationships that can sustain that and withstand that? Can your career do it? I think that's a really, really interesting one. If we've seen what has gone down with the pandemic, if it revealed anything, it's that you can't trust people, (laughs) uh, things outside of you, right? The only one that's fully trustworthy is God right? So when you think about that, like some people have put their security in jobs and those could move in an instant. That's that's the, the really disheartening part of that is you can invest your entire career, years of your life into an organization, into a company, into a job, whatever. And in an instant that can be taken from you. And what do you do, right? Are you floundering in that in that moment? Like what do you do in, in that instant? So is your career stormproof? Do you have other means of being resourceful, of multiplying your gifts and talents in the world, of monetizing them, of bringing in income? Even if you're not an an entrepreneur per se, that might not necessarily be the path, but do you have another way, investment, stocks, real estate? Do you have other ways that money is coming in so that your life, your career is stormproof, right? Is your health, are you going down a path of avoiding a lot of illness and sickness? Like, are you taking care of your body or is the very way that you're living your life destructive? So that when a storm comes, 
you're not immune. You don't have immunity and you're susceptible to getting ill. Right? When you're not taking care of yourself, when you're overworking yourself, when you're really stressed out, when your immune system is down, when a sickness or, you know, when something is introduced into the atmosphere that wasn't there before, you're likely to encounter it, to meet it, and not fare as well, right? So your health, your career, your relationships, your spiritual life, okay? When you have a spiritual attack, right? When you're encountering attacks, are you spiritually strong enough, fortified to handle that? Emotionally, mentally, right? These aren't things that when the storm comes, you start building them, okay? What I can offer with this example is that these are things that you're cultivating and preparing and building all of the time. Because when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And when the storm comes, you're ready, right? Because one thing's for sure, the storms will come. They will come. But rather than shrinking and being in fear and living your life that way and pretending that that's not true, how do you actually prepare and stabilize and fortify yourself so that you can withstand the storm? Right? How can you have relationships that are stormproof? Health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, physical health, right? There's categories here. How can you have a life that is stormproof? I just want to offer that as an example. So for me, in answering that, something that that I've done, and even in this example that I'm offering here, how this is connected with this eight-year relationship, right? During this this eight these eight years, right? Like I have never put all of my future <laughs> in anyone else's hands. Okay, I've never looked to just man is my source. God is my source. And where he sends me, I go. When he says the assignment is up and the grace is lifted, I leave. Okay? And so when he's guiding me to build things or to cultivate things or I just sense, it's almost like a quickening. I'm given an energy to do something. I listen. Because what I know for sure after many years of this happening is that that's not that quickening isn't always there. I don't always have the grace or the energy or the focus or the um, grit, if you will, to follow through or to take action on these things. The faith, the belief, the conviction, I don't always have that same level, right? And sure, God can bring an opportunity around again, but I don't want to miss it, okay? And I know his word tells me in Ecclesiastes, that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. And I want to be in agreement. I want to be aligning and tracking with God with that. And I love working with clients on this too, because once you know what season you're in, you can go all in on it, right? And then you're not living in FOMO like the world, right? You fully embrace your seasons and you really live a full, fulfilling, meaningful, purposeful life. And you bear much fruit that way, right? You're not trying to like, hustle and chase and pursue and like miss this thing and get distracted like you actually know what the purpose is and you run after that with endurance right and you start actually bearing much fruit in that way so when you think about your life and the time and the season that you're in 
something that I had been doing with God was he was giving me some of what I shared in this purpose planning masterclass. He was giving me assignments for each year, something that he's done for quite a while now. I know that this is something that's actually become popular, but it is something that is real too. If you ask God, I have found that he will give you an anchor word or a verse for the year. So he's been doing that for me for sure for these past eight years. He's been giving me a word for the year, something that's an anchor verse or like a strategy if you want to think about it that way. So for example, he gave me a word that was abide, abide. You might not typically hear that, but it says abide in me, right? That is your strategy. (laughs) Now at the time, I didn't really know how to abide in God, right? But as he's saying, abide in me, this is your winning strategy. When life is hard, when challenges come, when you feel blindsided, when you're confused, whatever it might be, when things are coming against you, abide. Get into my presence, get connected to me, stay connected in me, abide. Get really, really good at that. And that is how you will grow even when it feels like you can't grow. That is how you will get through everything. When you abide in me, that will be your winning strategy. He's given me joy as a strategy. And I I thought that this would be like a beautiful strategy. I'm like, yes, I could use some more joy. That sounds lovely. But it actually (laughs) was a year where I never have felt more challenged in my life. I never felt more attacks from the enemy to kill, steal, and destroy my joy. I was given so many opportunities to not be joyful. Good reason. Every reason, actually, (laughs) to not be joyful. And the real test was, are you going to choose joy? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, and I truly want you to build strength, but my way. Not in your own might and in your own effort and your own understanding, but I want you to build strength the way I define strength. Whole year of that, right? He's given me a word glory, and that was all about his presence and experiencing his presence and letting myself move according to his ways of pleasantness and peace. It says in the word wisdom, her ways are of pleasantness and peace, right? I wasn't wired that way. But any time that I'm in God's presence, that's what happens. When I'm in his presence, I get peace. Not peace that I can manufacture, but supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. And with that comes clarity, comes vision, comes revelation, comes answers, solutions, right? And so as I'm in this peace of God, as I'm in his presence, different things are happening. Healing is happening in my body. Peace is happening. Renewal, refreshing is happening, right? And that is a strategy, Okay, so you get the idea. So in these eight years, I'm getting strategies for the year. I'm getting skills to focus on. I'm getting things to invest in. So I'm getting skill sets to develop. I'm getting coaches and programs and mentors and trainings and school (laughs) to invest in. I went through an entire ministry program that was five years long during that time. I was given creative projects to pursue, writing books, Uh, publishing, speaking, training, showing up in the world in a bigger way. I was given all of this while also stewarding this work relationship that God had for me, right? And the beautiful part about that was that while that was happening, while that relationship was evolving like that, God was working in that work relationship, but he was clearly doing so much in me. Like I like to think that God builds big 
people, okay? So he was helping build me while I was serving the way he told me to. So I like to say it, when you get busy about God's business, he takes care of all of yours. But I was fully maxing out my entire life, okay? This is really when I developed some of my best health habits. Uh, It's how I developed some of just like my high performance daily habits that I have to this day. So much was happening on the outside of what was happening there. So what I can offer with this is even if you have something in your life, right, that maybe you don't actually find all of the deep meaning and purpose and richness in, that's still your responsibility to cultivate. So if it's not coming there, know what your purpose is, know what your assignment is for that place, and then trust God to fulfill you in these other places. So I was getting, I got so much healing in these past eight years. I got deliverance from a lot of things that had been holding me back in my life. I untapped (laughs) a ton of creativity that I didn't know I could access. I have so much relationship growth and and strengthening that has happened, health growth for sure. I uh, have some of my best mentors came out of these times. Like I truly sought so many different skill sets that I developed mastery in. But none of this, what I want to tell you is none of this was coming from this work relationship. I was just on assignment there, but none of that was feeding any of these things. This was all stuff that I sought outside of there. So I just want to offer this in case you find yourself in a place that isn't investing in you, that doesn't truly see you for who you are, that somehow you've been led there and you don't entirely understand why, give that space, that environment's excellence, honor, respect, but make sure that you don't stop there. Go to God because he will meet your needs. God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So he will fulfill you in all these other ways and it will be work. I know that's a huge surprise. It will be work, but it will be the best work that you could ever do. Right? Sitting down and, and writing books. Okay? that That's crazy. That's a labor, right? But it was work, but it was the most fulfilling work, right? Or all of the coaching, because I, I run a uh, full-time coaching business, full-time life coaching business, right? So when these things happen, this is in addition to the work I do in the world, okay? Just for context. So coaching, right? I become a better coach when I'm constantly investing in myself. I actually don't believe that I could coach with integrity without constantly investing in myself and actually having accountability in my life, right? I I personally don't trust people that don't have accountability in their life. Why would I get advice from you (laughs) if you're not in the arena, right? If you're not Uh, If you don't have a covering or any sort of accountability or somebody that can tell you, hmm, you're kind of drifting here, right? Like bring it back or right? somebody that can challenge you. I don't personally myself seek advice that way. And I don't seek advice from people that haven't gone where I'm going, right? That doesn't make any sense from me. (laughs) Now, I will say there are people that can speak into my life prophetically that haven't gone somewhere, that's different. But what I'm mentioning there is more so, I'm not gonna get business advice from somebody that hasn't created what it is that I feel led to create. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so all that to say, 
to stormproof your life, you've got to constantly be building. You've got to constantly be fortifying these weak areas in your life. So you've got to be able to identify what those are and be building there. And so what I can offer from the closure of this eight years is that my intention was to trust God from start to finish, to show up in excellence no matter what, no matter what, (laughs) to represent him well and to fulfill the assignment so that by the end of the assignment, I would have nothing to say but thank you, God, right? And just truly trust that it, it served its purpose and that it's complete and I can move cleanly, purely into a new thing without that coming into my consciousness, without that holding me back in any kind of way, without any sort of unforgiveness or resentment or any of that, right? That God just has got me and he's carried me through this whole thing, right? So those are my intentions. And when you know that you have walked in excellence, that by grace you have maintained excellence, that you have showed up in humility, honor, respect, no matter how you are viewed, treated, seen, any of the things, and you go through some really, really challenging stuff and you maintain that by God's grace and his power and for his glory, there is nothing like that feeling. And when that assignment is finally over, the relief you have, there's no sadness, there's no bitterness, there's no nothing. It's just conviction and a knowing and a deep, deep gratitude of the growth, the immense growth that's happened, of how God provide, of how God provided, of how he moved. So many beautiful things. And if you can just stack experiences like that, whew, so powerful. So what is a lesson that I can give you from these eight years, this long (laughs) suffering assignment. (laughs) Let me tell you. So there's got to be, there's going to be points where you have an ending. I was sharing on the purpose planning masterclass that I was really sensing that for many, especially when I asked God to really give me the revelation for who specifically was going to be on that call and, and what what seasons they were in, what they're facing, and it's a shedding season. That's what I was really receiving from God, that it was a shedding season. And the shedding season is shedding of the things that no longer fit your life. It's that separation that we're talking about so that you can have a new, clean beginning. Because how many of you know you can't have a new beginning, right, with this refreshing, with this renewal, like a revival in your life? You can't have that if you're going to bring an old thing into it. You just can't have it. You just can't right? And you can't have your feet in two places at once. It's just not the same. So to have like a pure separation and a clean cut into a wonderful new, there's shedding that happens. This is shedding of jobs. This is shedding of relationships. This is shedding of habits. This is shedding of um, addictions and things that you know you're, you're not supposed to be or designed to be engaged in. It's shedding, okay? And even while it's a shedding season, what's also interesting is that the shedding is also, it's twofold. So there's the shedding of, the release of, the separation from, that. But there's also the shedding of God's light on it. The shedding of his light. And when God sheds his light on something, there is the entrance of his word brings light, right? He lights our path, right? He brings light to darkness. We start getting, we become awakened. We, we get revelation. We get vision. We get understanding. We get wisdom. We get discernment, right? And so as we get that, we can really move in our lives completely different. So while there is a shedding, a release of, a separation from 
things. There's also the shedding of God's light as well. And that, friend, is where you want to put all of your focus. Because this will, if you don't have this perspective, this will feel like massive rejection, which is so painful. It can feel that way if you don't have the shedding of God's light on it. Okay, so it's imperative that that is what you're seeking if you do absolutely find yourself in a shedding season. So what I can say is that it for sure has also been, I've seen this happening in my own life, where it's a harvest time, right? But it's imperative for me that I'm removing the things that don't make sense. I'm not going to build with people that aren't my people. (laughs) I'm not going to invest in people that aren't ready for that level of investment. I'm not going to give away value for free, right? I'm not going to just cast my pearl before swine, right? That's what the word would say. Those aren't my words, but they're strong words and they're true, (laughs) right? I'm not going to devalue or diminish myself for the sake of other people because that's not of service at all, right? There's just things that I am being led to do. There's a shedding of identities that don't fit. There's a shedding of relationships. There's a shedding of work assignments. There's a shedding of different things, right? So that there can be the fulfillment of the desires of your heart, of the things that are meant for your life now, the right relationships, the right connections, the right work, right? Or bigger, bolder work, right? And an evolution of your work, right? So it's not going back to any lesser thing. It's expanding into the more that God has for you because he takes you from strength to strength and glory to glory, okay? But you can't fully do that if you're not willing to separate. So here's what I can offer. What are you ready to release and let go of? I just want to invite you to think about that right now. What are you ready to release and let go of? You might already know. You're like, dang it, this is just resonating. She's reading my mail. (laughs) Right? Like God might actually have me coming for you today. But This is a really beautiful thing, right? God is a gentle God. He is so loving. And even in our correction, he's loving, okay? So what are you ready to release and let go of? I'm just inviting you to think about that. Then who do you need to forgive, which is something that we're going to talk about here. And what are you ready to call in? Okay, I want you to see this as steps, literally, not just questions, but as steps, right? You've got to recognize that it's time to release and let go of some things. And you've got to know what those are. Okay, if you truly want the new, if you want to go big in your life, if you want to access these next level things, right, that often gets talked about in a new year, you've also got to be ready to release and let go of some things. Okay, so an example Um, I used to live in a cute little condo. I was actually pretty big, but I used to live in this condo and I was just getting strongly that it was time. Finally, I think it was after like nine years, it was time to let go of it, to release it. And that was weird because in this nine year period, you know, probably would have made sense logically on the outside to, to, to move into a different place. Um, But it just never felt right. But I just kept feeling it. And then I was getting all these prophetic words that it was time to to like go and to release it. But it also didn't seem like the right time. But I just had the energy for it. And I started to knew and I was started to know that I was feeling the conviction of God that it was time. It's like, you're ready to go now. You're ready to release this. I'm like, really, though, because this seems like really strange timing. 
But regardless, right, I had to be ready to release that and let it go and just follow through on that prompting. And what happened was, is I moved into a home, right? And I went from a lender (laughs) to an owner and I had a lot more space and like expanded into a totally different blessing in my life. Now, I will tell you though, that would not have happened had I not been ready to let go or release the old thing. Even though it didn't make sense to me, I had to trust what I was hearing and let it go. Okay, and it brought me into more expansion and blessing. So what are you ready to release and let go of? What do you need, or I'm sorry, who do you need to forgive? You might actually have a thing that you need to forgive. So it could be a person, it could be an experience, something. Might even be yourself. We tend to forget that person. It might even be yourself. And then what are you ready to call in? Okay, so this is clearing the slate. This is creating space. Okay, make way for the Lord. Make room for him to show up, okay? So I just want you to think about that. Now, as far as the lesson that I promised you, there are going to be things in life that happen. There's going to be circumstances that occur that you experience and they trigger you, okay? This is a word that gets used a lot now, like trigger warning is a thing, or I just feel triggered. It's something that's talked about quite a bit, but it does. It does provoke something in you. It does trigger an emotion, a discomfort, restlessness, something. You actually feel a shift happen in you, right? Something happened. A circumstance happened. It's neutral. It's just a fact. No emotion connected. This circumstance happened. And as that happened, I felt I experienced, I was triggered, right? So you've got to recognize that that's going to happen, but there's a lesson or you can teach yourself to find the lesson every time you're triggered, okay? So, you know, somebody might say something that triggers you. You might lose a job and that triggers you. A relationship might end or something might be said in a relationship and that triggers you, right? Things happen that trigger you. But choose here to find the lesson. After eight years, this is what I can tell you. I kept doing this and I kept stacking it. I was triggered a lot in eight years, (laughs) right? Especially when you feel like you're in an environment that you're a foreigner in. Yeah. And when God sends you to a dark place, there's lots of triggers, okay? But if you're, spi- if you're fighting spiritually, it's totally different in, in how you show up and the results and the outcomes that you get and what God is able to do. But you've got to definitely be determined and you can't do it without him. Okay, so there's lots of triggers that happen, but there's lessons. There's lessons and you can choose to partner with God and get those lessons, okay? So often when we get triggered, the situation, the circumstance, whatever it is, it's giving you or holding up like a mirror a lesson for you or an area, for example, where you have a limiting belief or you've been believing a lie. And as Steve Backland actually says this, I cannot, well, I actually think it's um, Bill Johnson, but they both preach it, says, I can't afford to have a thought in my mind that God doesn't think about me. Listen to that. I can't afford to have a thought in my mind that God doesn't think about me. Well, I'm going to be triggered a lot because I have a lot of thoughts in my mind that God doesn't think about me. (laughs) 
right? I'm going to get, right? Life is going to hold up all of the lies that I am believing so that I have an opportunity to look at them, to heal them, to change them. Okay? So that's the lesson, okay? Anytime we are triggered, there's an opportunity there. There's a lesson to be learned. There's some sort of lie or limiting belief that I now have an opportunity to face, to heal, to release, to change. It's time to forgive. It's time to forgive. It's time to really do a cleansing or purifying work, okay? So I just want you to think about that. When you are triggered, there's an opportunity. It is a mirror. It's holding up an area in your life where you might have a limiting belief, okay? And it's time to forgive. So one back in the day that used to get me quite a bit I had gone to undergrad and studied journalism and economics, and I went to grad school and uh, studied film production, okay? So storytelling is a common theme here, psychology, personal development, character development. Those are through lines, right? Really helping people understand their narrative. Okay, that's good and fine in hindsight, (laughs) but what this looked like and felt like for a time was that I kept going into industries and spending a lot of time, finances, energy, resources, and then not going into those fields and finding a job and staying in it for the rest of my life, okay? Now, when I'm younger and impressionable, that was terrifying, right? Like, now I have all of these investments And I'm a bad return on investment. So this lie crept in that I was a bad return on investment, even though I fully fulfilled, right, and and completed what I set out to do and got the degrees and, you know, had jobs and did all the things in order to make that happen. Even so, I still was, quote unquote, unsuccessful because I didn't have a job in that field and I wasn't going to, like, stay in that for the rest of my life, right? And just have this safe path where you stay in this job, you get a 401k, right? (laughs) (laughs) and you just hang out and you just live a very safe life, right? Like it just, it was not evolving that way for me. And this is when I found coaching, right? And if some of you know my story, I actually had a physical break. I broke two wrists at once, which is what led me into finally surrendering (laughs) and making the decision to go into coaching. But I was terrified because I didn't know what coaching was. I didn't know it was an industry. I inherently knew that this is what I was on the earth to do and that I was built for this, and that I'd been doing this my whole life without knowing what the name was. I just, I knew. The minute God brought me to it, I knew that that's what I was on this earth to do. That's who I was. That's how I expressed myself. I didn't have to, the certification kind of was a breeze. Like, I was obsessed. I loved it. Things just flowed for the first time in my life. It wasn't like other things where I had to really, really study and work super, super hard. Like, this was just something that came naturally. Like I just knew what to do and I loved it. And I love humans also, right? So I just, and this is gross to most people, right? You're going to sit with people and you're going to listen to what's going on in their minds and you're going to be able to to really guide them and showing up as their highest and best self and, and be able to be with them and some really difficult things and still draw the best out of them. Like what? That sounds awful, right? To some people that is not a good time, right? <laughs> 
And I do believe personally that you have to be called to this work. You have to be gifted for sure. So anyway, I didn't have the confidence, the authority, the breakthrough, the life experience. Well, I had the life experience. I'll give myself that. I had life experience and wisdom, but I didn't have the confidence and the self-esteem. I was lacking those two things. I didn't have the spiritual rootedness. I didn't have the confidence or the self-esteem to go big with that gift. I was terrified. Okay, so while I had the life experience, even though I looked like I was 12... (laughs) right? Like I'm graduating grad school and I look young, right? So there's that happening. But I have life experience, a ton of it and a lot of wisdom, okay? But I didn't have a lot of the other things that I needed. And so at the time, I would get triggered anytime somebody would question coaching, anytime somebody would ask me about coaching, anytime I would talk about it with anybody. Anytime somebody would ask me any sort of question or bring up coaching, I would be triggered because I knew that they weren't questions from a genuine place. I knew they were questions that were, what is coaching? Or that sounds like a hobby. Or like, why would you do that? You're not going to make any money doing that. Like I knew it was all from a negative place and all it was exposing and all it was doing was mirroring back to me how I didn't have belief in this new industry that was presented to me. How I didn't have belief in God at this point, how I didn't have belief in myself, and how I didn't have belief in this vehicle of coaching. So it was exposing my unbelief. It was exposing my insecurities around uh, my success. And if I could be successful at doing what I was gifted at, I was believing a lie that it would be impossible for me to be successful doing what I'm naturally gifted at and what I love. That's a hobby. You'll never be successful at that, right? So I was so triggered anytime that that would come up. So much so that it did take a physical break of both of my wrists at once for me to be like, okay, you actually now, (laughs) since you can't move, need to work on building your belief and you need to make a big decision. Are you going to keep letting the opinions of man be what drive your life or are you going to live the life that you're designed to live? Yow, okay? Like some of these things hurt more than the pain of the wrist breaking, okay? (laughs) So I had an opportunity. Life was mirroring back to me in all of these situations around coaching. Let's put it that way. Life was revealing to me that I had limiting beliefs that I had an opportunity to change and I had some forgiveness work to do for all of the people that were saying those things to me for all the people that were feeding me their fear, their doubt, their insecurity, and that I was taking on, and for the way I was beating my own self up and bullying myself, right? So a way to think about that now, if you even find yourself there, who are you to bully or to doubt God's creation, which would be you, (laughs) by the way? Who are you to doubt and belittle that person? Who are you to question how God's wired you and the ways that he's gifted you. Who are you to not shine brightly as he's told you to and commanded you to? Who are you not to show up bigger in your life and express the highest version of you and be that person more and more every day? Right? But I didn't have somebody coming into my life and reminding me of that and giving me that pep talk and that encouragement. I had haters, okay? I was surrounded by hate, 
here I am having at least some courage and audacity to go after my dreams. And now people want to stop all over that. And I wasn't able to protect myself. And I just believe them. That was really, really hard. Okay. So I just want to hold this up because in eight years or whatever journey that you might find yourself in, right? When you are in a journey of, let me call it long suffering, <laughs> right? Where it doesn't always make sense. You don't get it. You just know that God sent you there and you're going to trust him. And you're going to be faithful and you're going to be excellent. You're going to be honoring. You're going to be respectful. Even when you're not loved, you're not appreciated, you're not seen, you're not valued. And the worse, right? You're discriminated against. You're diminished. You're ridiculed, you're shamed, you're embarrassed, all right? Like, can you still show up and honor God and what he's called you to do? Okay, so lessons are you're going to get triggered a lot, right? By things that aren't right, okay? But they're a mirror holding up opportunities for you and often exposing lies and limiting beliefs that you have. And it's an opportunity to do some forgiveness work as well. Okay, because what happens is unresolved offense grows roots to plant seeds of discord, destruction and division. And you don't want any of that in your life. And as you can imagine, you can't build anything new while that is rooted in you at all. It really gets interesting, too, because when that is taking root in you, it takes the shape and life of abuse when we choose to water it with self-pity and bitterness rather than dig it up with self-control, peace, and a sound mind. So for example, in the service industries, whether that's mental health, um, coaching, right? These different industries, there's always going to be a spiritual component to that and a spiritual purification that is required. That is ongoing in order to serve at the highest level, okay? So you've got to be able to clear space continually and do ongoing repentance and forgiveness work. You really have to know what you are here to do, trust in what feels right for you, and stand firm in your purpose and your intention or your calling. Okay, whatever that assignment is, you've got to know who you are, you've got to know what you're called to, you got to know what the standards are, the principles are, and you've got to hold true to those, stand firm to those, right? So that you can really get through that, okay? And you need to let go of people that don't get it. And this is a huge one, something that I really learned to do, as I was mentioning, how I kept growing and building bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I have learned through through moving, through survival, through just different life experiences that it is imperative. This is not even a luxury. This is imperative. This is something that is a necessity to build a support system around you. Even if you stink at it, <laughs> you've got to do it. And if God leads you to people, you've got to lean in. You've got to invest. You've got to show honor. There are so many programs that I've invested in, so many people that I've invested in. They're teaching, they're training, they're years of development. So I can uh, short circuit, or not short circuit, but cut short my learning curves, right? If they've gone through all that pain and I don't have to, yes, I'll pay you for that. Duh. (laughs) If you can make my personal development fun and easier somehow, of course I'll pay you for that. Thank you, right? So really, really important to be thinking about that. 
but you want to build a support system around you. So I, I have relationships that are in my inner circle, people that I can, I know I can call people that I know I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling this. I'm thinking this. How does this sound? I want to do this, but is that right? Can you check me here? Right. I've got people that I can do that. I've got spiritual advisors. I've got mentors. I've got my own coach, right? I've got therapists. I've got people that I can call in any moment to help me show up as my highest self. Okay. But I will tell you a lot of that came from having the wrong people around me, having people that don't see me, having people that don't value me, having people that don't appreciate me, having people that take advantage of me, having people that use me, right? When, when people find out what you do in the world, of course, they're going to use you and put a demand on that. Hey, I just want to like go grab coffee. Sure you do. What do you want coaching on? (laughs) Right? Like you have to be wise and discerning because people for sure are opportunists and they're going to find a way to make it work for you. Or I've had plenty of people that say that they love me and they support me and they're so proud of me. But when it actually comes to showing up and following through and what they're saying, they don't. Oh, sorry. Couldn't make it. Can't be there. Cool. Cool. Right? So that's going to happen too. And though it's painful right? You've got to know and distinguish the difference. It is so important that you are actively building a support system. There's a support system that you can learn to cultivate with yourself, self-care practices, self-love practices, as the world might call them, right? Ways that you can care for yourself because you are responsible for meeting your needs, nobody else, right? So there's practices to build support for yourself that you know that you can rely on. And that took me years to figure out and to build because I really had no idea how to care for myself, not a clue right? When you are somebody that's been neglected, if you've been abandoned, rejected, and neglected, it is near impossible to care for yourself. I have such a heart for people that have had that journey and experience. I've been there. I get you. I see you. And there is hope, right? You can actually start caring for yourself in really, really beautiful ways and really cultivate very healthy spaces and environments that you actually then get to offer to other people. It's so amazing. God can definitely guide you in that. But there's support systems that you give yourself. There's support systems around people and relationships. There's also support systems of programs and tools and skill sets. So that's even why I've created programs for for people to be a part of. I thought, okay, who who did this like, you know, 10-year-old self or the, these selves that I... I was right these former versions of myself when i needed help when i needed encouragement when i needed support and it wasn't available what did i need and what did that look like this is why i've dedicated my life's work to creating resources and tools right that have taken lots of education certifications pain keyword (laughs) to overcome right so super super important but there are often programs and structure to invest in to support yourself. So uh, ministry school, for example, for me, I wasn't somebody that was a church person. Um, So I found that that was armor. It was tools. It was strategies. It was things that I needed immediately. So I found myself absorbing, right? We would have five-hour classes and I'd be absorbing all this information and integrating it and applying it the very next day because it was like literally this is what I need 
right? It was so, it was feeding me and supporting me. So I had the right structure to go through some really, really tough seasons and moments, okay? So it could be, again, support systems that you create for yourself. It could be people and community and, and support system in that way. It could actually be physical structures, programs, trainings, different things to build yourself up. And sometimes you don't necessarily do these for an outcome of like becoming something. So for example, (laughs) I didn't go through ministry school to become a pastor. That ain't it, right? Um, At all. I just go where God tells me to go and I get the tools and then I apply them and I forward them and I multiply them by putting them in people, okay? (laughs) So not everything you do just to get a certain outcome or to monetize, whoever needed to hear that, right? I think we live in a world where it's like, monetize everything. And it's like, no, like get the skills you need so you can be a healthy human. How about that? Okay, so make sure that you are not going to people and that you're letting go of people that don't get it, that don't see you, that don't value, and you know this. This is something that you can feel in your core. They might say differently, but this is something that you know and that you feel in your core. There's people that you can't tell your dreams to. There's people that cannot hear what you aspire to because they will just pour their doubt on it. They will pour their unbelief on it. They will pour their opinions on it and they will squanch it. They will literally put out the light. They will put out the fire and you don't need that. That's also another reason why you need coaching or when you, why you need a really supportive, healthy space because you are like a seed. You're incubating and you need the right fertilizer. You need the right nutrients. You need the right water. <laughs> to really grow and develop. And when you don't have that, it actually makes life so much harder for you. So you've really got to be able to recognize that. And you really need to be careful to guard sensitive areas in your life. So I personally, I don't tell people what I'm creating. I just share it when it's done. (laughs) Right? So I don't tell people that I'm writing books. I just let you know when it's out, you know? Or I don't tell people, just like you wouldn't tell people when you're fasting, Do you know what I mean? I just might share a revelation that God gave me after the fact, but I don't tell people that I'm doing it, right? Because I'm not doing it for their attention, their support, their approval. I'm doing it in obedience, right? And not everybody can handle it. I'm not, when you are trying to birth something or create something in the world, you can't take everybody's opinions, right? You are very vulnerable. So you have to very much be protective of what God is doing and what he's building. And not everybody needs to be a part of that. Not everybody means well. So you've really got to be careful and you got to really pray about this and ask God to lead you to the people that can truly support you and guide you in those journeys. And then you've got to recognize what is reflected back to you is often a mirror showing you where you have work to do. It's such a blessing when you can see this. It's not about them. (laughs) It's not about that. This is just this trigger, this discomfort is just holding up an opportunity For me to face something, to heal something, to release something, to grow in some sort of way, to create more space, to clear out what doesn't fit and what doesn't serve me and really lean into what does. Okay. And when you can do that, then you don't make or blame people for your life experience. You don't put point fingers. You don't judge. You don't criticize. Right. You just recognize that this is an opportunity to clear space. Something that God gave me today, which is so, so beautiful, he really just revealed more about grace. Grace doesn't hide 
from the brokenness of the world. It just has the power to redeem it. Not to judge it, redeem it. And there's a profound difference between the two, okay? So you can really tell the world from God or from grace by that alone. Is there a redemption agenda here or a judging one? Totally different things, okay? Huge, huge, huge. You've got to also release the old. As you release old things, it feels uncomfortable. It feels awkward. It feels like you can't. You know, I believe that hoarders probably recognize this. It feels so unsafe to let go of things. But it's only unsafe if you don't believe that there's better ahead, right? Or if you don't believe that the blessing is in front of you, right? Like if the best of your life is in what happened, of course you're going to hang on to it or cling to it and you can't let it go, right? But if the best is yet to come, you'll keep leaning in. You'll keep leaning in. You'll keep leaning in. And you'll, to do that, you have to release. You release. And when you release, it's like a vacuum. When you get rid of the things that don't fit, like a vacuum, all the other stuff that is meant for your life comes to you. And it's fast. It's like accelerated. It's like, why didn't I do that sooner, right? So know this. There's, There's confidence or hope in the fact that when you release the things that don't work, you're making space for the things that do. And that's not just like a cute saying, that's truth. (laughs) But often what happens is we don't fully release. We like sort of do, we kind of do, but we never fully let go. If you fully let go, you fly into the new and everything that's meant for you and that's at that next place is there waiting for you. You've just got to catch up, okay? And forgiving continually is what allows us to make room for new desires, okay? Forgiving continually is what allows us to make room for new desires. So I personally, I had a beautiful question come up on the Purpose Planning Masterclass. I was asked, it clearly looks like you, like you are, you definitely have faith. You definitely have like an authority. You have a presence. You have a peace about you that has been cultivated. Like none of that's random and it's taken, I can tell a lot of time, such a beautiful compliment. And then she asked, how do you do that? (laughs) Like, how do you spend time with God? Like, what does that look like? And so one of the things that I do, I mean, what I offer there is like, this came from a lot of pain. First of all, when you live a life, when you don't feel covered, protected, nurtured, led, guided, supported, cared for, loved. When you when you live a life without that, that is a horrible way to live. Like it's a, it's a different kind of prison while you're alive, right? And then when you come into relationship with God, come into right standing with God, give your life to God, right? You make him your lord and savior. When you do that and you start experiencing God for yourself and you realize that you're covered, you're supported, you're loved, you're cared for, you're being led, you're being guided. There's no going back. Like, why would I not make space for that in my life? That's everything, everything, right? So one of the things that I love doing when I'm spending time with God is I find out what's on my heart. I'm like excavating my heart as often as I can. For sure, weekly, I'm excavating my heart. You know, I'm starting to think about what I'm thinking about, what's been weighing heavy on my mind or what's been on my mind, what's going on in my heart, because any of that heaviness is not the way I'm designed to live. I'm meant to have a lightness of being. I'm meant to really be full of the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. And when I'm not, something's off, something's up. So like I intentionally 
set myself to look at that. What's going on in my heart? Is there a person that keeps coming up? Is there something that somebody said that keeps coming up? Like what is coming up? Because it's an opportunity to to see a lie or to see an area of of hurt or pain or something that needs to be released or looked at or forgiven or let go of, right? So I constantly am doing that. I'm bringing my heart before God because man looks at the, at the outward appearance, but God is always looking at your heart, right? So I go before God with my heart. Like, let's look at it together. Let's excavate it together because I don't want to do that by myself, right? I don't actually want to do any self-work by myself. <laughs> it's dangerous, right? But if I'm doing it with God, I get God's wisdom. I get God's understanding. I get God's revelation, his perspective, okay? So forgiving continually is what I find that I'm doing when I'm doing that. And it's just making room for the new that God wants to do, the wonderful new, right? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Will you not perceive it? I want to keep perceiving the new thing versus all the old things. I want to live in the newness of life, the newness of being that God has for me each day, and I can't if I'm getting stuck on all the other stuff, okay? So when it talks about forgiveness, I think it's really important to think about forgiveness. I know that we don't often, you might talk about forgiveness, but I don't know that it's ever really unpacked. We just know it's something that we should do and that we we come into a lot of like trouble when we don't do it. But forgiveness is a process of forgiven forgiving or being forgiven. So what I can offer here is have you ever done something that you know is wrong and that you really hurt somebody and you asked for their forgiveness and they did actually forgive you and they didn't look at you different. They didn't look at you as less than they didn't minimize you in any kind of way. Like they were able to like restore relationship with you and keep going. What? Like if you've ever experienced that in a relationship, it is so life-giving, right? So we have been forgiven so we can forgive, okay? So if you've ever personally been forgiven, you know that. And then that also means that you are able to, (laughs) responsible for giving that as well and offering that, okay? It's many psychologists would define forgiveness as a conscious deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness or not. It means to cease to feel resentment against an offender, to pardon. It means to let go of the sin, right? You can hate the sin, but love the sinner, (laughs) hate the behavior, not the person, right? So it's, it's recognizing that you've made sins too. You've made many missteps and God has forgiven you. God has completely cleaned your skate, your slate and given you a new beginning. And because he's done that to you and the spirit of God dwells on the inside of you, you can actually offer that to other people as well. Now I will tell you, this will not necessarily be an immediate thing. But it's imperative, especially if you're in a service field, but really just imperative to your life and your enjoyment of your life to do this work constantly. This is not a one and done thing. You do it every day, right? Until it's clear. There will come a time where you're not triggered anymore or or that situation doesn't bother you anymore. You truly have forgiveness in your heart or you're able to pray. Um, you're able to just 
respond differently than when it initially happened, right? So when you think about forgiveness, it's really important because when you're storing up resentment and blame and judgment and hate and anger in your heart, all of that is blocking your future and the beautiful work that you're here to do. It's contamination and poison in your heart that's coming out of you, right? Because whatever is in you will come out of you. And that's why it's often said that forgiveness is more for you than the other person. Yes, but God also requires of us to forgive our enemies. And that's on purpose because in the process of forgiving, you're changed. You know, I I prayed a dangerous prayer and I said, God, help me to love like you do. And I was given a relationship where that felt impossible. I was like, game on. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> but how do you do this? And all it exposed was God's level of love for us. If he can flow it through me, he can get it to me, right? If I can recognize God's thoughts, God's heart for somebody, oh my goodness, right? It's, it's not human to forgive. Let me, let me tell you that. It's supernatural, okay? So if you've been trying to forgive in your own strength, you're not going to be able to do it. It's not going to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. You just get to decide, I will not let anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, judgment hold me back from my future, from what God has ahead of me, right? So for example, in these eight years that I had in this particular work relationship, there were so many ways that I was blatantly wronged, blatantly discriminated against, hated, libel, slander, defamation, just awful things, awful things, bullied, so many awful things happening, right? And I could have stored up so, so much hate, resentment, judgment, right? Probably could have even created lawsuits and and made this some big, crazy, hairy, scary thing, right? However, that was not what God was asking me to do. And I cannot tell you the level of depth and growth that I've experienced because of that. The level of love I've been able to access, the level of grace I've been able to access, and how God has been able to bring honor and excellence and truly build something amazing because I didn't let my ego get in the way. Because I didn't make it about me. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I was like, perfect, this is a beautiful process. People closest to me know that I would like, have tears and breakdowns and not understand, right? And lick my wounds and show up the next day, right? And continue to get stronger and build myself up. And while they may never know, right, that journey, that story, it's not for them to know. I was on a unique path with God and I fulfilled the assignment, right? But I had to do this forgiveness work all of the time. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to show up and be effective in the assignment or just my life. Right. And I couldn't allow just one work relationship because I have many different things that I call work in my life. Right. Whether this is my my business, consulting work, um, ministry work, there's different things that are work in my life. They're just expressions of how God wants to use me in different seasons. Right. So I don't 
I can't make any, any one of those things more important than him. And I can't make it about me ever. It's not about me. It's what he wants to release in and through me. It's who he wants to spread his goodness and his love and his breakthrough and all of that with, right? It's his purpose. It's his plan. It's his perfect will, not mine, but yours be done, right? So that constant process of being broken before him and being humble and choosing excellence and choosing the fruit of the spirit, it was character development and it was hard, right? But doing that forgiveness work had constantly been transforming me into who God formed, shaped, and anointed me to be because you don't really know until you're challenged, Okay, so that forgiveness work is continual work. All right, and there's some scripture that make this interesting. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Psalm 86, right? If you're not forgiving people, how loving are you actually? Sounds like you might have for this conditional love operating in you if you don't also have forgiveness, right? And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Mark eleven twenty five. 25, right? You don't, when you don't forgive, you start getting into a dangerous territory of holier than thou. Well, I'm not like them. Well, I didn't show up this way, right? And you kind of inflate your own victim story and let your ego go nuts. And I just call ego edging God out. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I want God to be all the way in, right? Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Psalm 32, verse 1, right? You want to remain blessed, right? So you need to forgive in order to stay in the atmosphere of blessing, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. Matthew 6, 15, right? So you, again, if you want to stay in blessing, forgiveness is part of that, okay? There are plenty of scriptures on this. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's kind of how I view it. That's 1 John 1, 9. I view it as a constant cleansing process. I want to be cleansed of any unrighteous thoughts in me. I want to be cleansed of any impurities in my heart. I want to be cleansed of any resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, because that's too heavy of a burden to bear. That's too much weight for me to carry. And I've seen that movie before. <laughs> it doesn't end well, right? I can give myself space to feel it, to be hurt by it, to process it, to unpack it with God, to give it to God, to keep letting him know, God, I still can't do it, but I trust that you'll help me, right? I, I will do this releasing work as long as it takes because I'm not going to allow something to disconnect me from God or the future that he has for me, okay? So think about forgiveness that way, all right? So to sum it up today, you will be triggered and life will be hard, especially in like long journeys and long assignments that you have, whatever those might look like, okay? Things will trigger you. But the work here is not to make this about other people or the things, quote unquote, triggering you. Recognize that it's just a mirror. It is exposing something in you that you haven't looked at. It's an opportunity to see lies that you are believing or any unbelief that you have or limiting beliefs that you have. It's an opportunity to forgive yourself for believing those. 
<laughs> for believing and partnering with lies. It's an opportunity to release other people, pray for them, extend forgiveness. And it might not be something that you verbally do. It might just be, again, something that you're doing with God and then how you show up and move forward. You can tell somebody who's forgiven and somebody who's not. <laughs> okay? Because you really do operate in a whole lot of grace when you forgive. All right? So recognize that. Life will trigger you. There are circumstances and situations that will happen that will trigger you. But it's on you to clean that up and to do the clearing work to make space. Okay? To clear the space continually. That is so, so important. If you're a parent, if you're a friend, if you're a leader of any way, this clearing work is important. Really, if you're human, but especially if you're in a leadership position of any kind, okay? So as far as homework is concerned, this week what I can offer is observe what triggers you. Get it down. Don't be deceived. Get out what triggers you. Pay attention to what triggers you. And observe your reaction. Usually things that are triggering you, you have very abnormal reactions. They're weird. They don't make sense. It doesn't fit what's happening, right? When there's like an overdramatic response to something, clearly there's like some fear because somebody that's in faith or that has self-control, they don't have these like outlandish reactions, right? So usually it's going to be pretty weird. And then what core doubt, fear, limiting belief or lie is that helping you to see? This trigger is just exposing a lesson, an opportunity for you to see something. And then add that to your forgiveness list. Who do you need to forgive? Who? What? Make a whole forgiveness list. And then also with what's exposed, intentionally form new beliefs. Okay? So for example, if a weak belief was... Uh, exposed, you want to form a new belief about it. Okay, so going back to that coaching example, you know, in the beginning, if somebody would question my rates, like, what? You charge that? Why? I might be offended. (laughs) What do you mean, why? For my gifts, for my talent, for my wisdom, for the hours of time that I've invested, for like this industry that is constantly expected just to pour free workout into the world without question, for my education, for my years of like pain and overcoming, for my breakthroughs, what do you mean? What am I charging that for? Of course I'm charging, right? So rather than be offended <laughs> about pricing, it was an opportunity for me to see at that time that when I was raising my prices, it was an opportunity for me to see that I still had insecurity around doing that, around my worth, around my value, and an opportunity to firm up my belief. Of course, I give high service to the world and I deserve to be highly compensated it, uh, highly compensated for it. Of course, it, I'm not going to give away this value for free. Of course, people need and desire this work and are willing to pay me for it. Of course, I am aligned in doing the beautiful work that God put me on this earth to do. Of course, I'm going to be successful. Of course, I'm going to do things that are far greater than I even dare ask, think, or imagine because I'm partnered with God and God is backing me up and supporting me and guiding every step, right? So I just started at that time forming new beliefs, okay? So that's the homework. So just recap real quick. Observe what triggers you and observe your reaction And then identify what core doubt, fear, or limiting belief or lie is being revealed through that. 
and then write a forgiveness list. People, things, circumstances, whatever that you need to forgive and do that heart excavating with God. And then lastly, intentionally form new beliefs. This is going to be, especially if you believed a lot of lies, this is where a lot of your time, energy, and focus has to go into. You've got to believe the new things in order to create them. Okay? This is big work, massive work. I know we went longer today, but this is so worth it. This might be one that you want to listen to a few times, actually, because there's so much gold here, so much wisdom here. If you're not subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe now. If you know somebody that needs to be listening to this podcast that has no idea about how their life is about to get blessed, share this with a friend. That is the way that this podcast gets into more ears, okay? So whether it's somebody at the gym, you know, and they're listening to this podcast, whether they're at the grocery store, whether they're on their commute, whatever. If somebody needs to to hear this podcast, be a blessing and get them here. Share the link with them. All right. Okay, everybody. So much love to you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. 
you will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.